Hello, and welcome to the F the Glitter podcast, the podcast that is centered around highlighting women of color in the world of graphic design, brand design, and marketing strategy. I am your host, Ashley of A. Louise Created, and today I have the honor of having Miss Tierra Abstin as a guest with us today. So, first of all, like I'm super, super excited because not only is she African-American woman, but she's a stationer. Like, y'all know me, y'all know me. My love is with print, especially super, super luxurious print. And she, as me, specialized in wedding stationery. I'm so hyped to talk about print. But she's also from Northern Virginia, so she's part of the DM. Y'all, hey, DC metro area, DC metro area. This is like my area. I've been here forever now, so I'm so happy. Like you just don't understand, like the connection. It's like I made it back to the East Coast. Yeah. Um. Tierra is the owner of Dreamcatcher Creative Studios located in Northern Virginia. Um, she's a fellow stationer who turned into a business creative. So in reading her bio, I learned that her business basically transitioned from, yeah, I'm doing wedding stationery, but this, this is nice, but I, I know that I can reach a lot more and do a lot more with my skills. And so she upgraded to upgrading other business professionals. So with that, Ms. Tierra, please tell us about how awesome you are. Hi guys, as she mentioned, I'm Tierra Abstin and I'm the owner of Dreamcatcher Creative Studio, previously known as Dreamcatcher Stationery. So my journey is a little bit, um, I would say different, but similar to yours because I started out in the wedding and events industry and I was in the industry for about five years before taking some time off to get some clarity. And then I came back and I re-emerged, re-pivoted and changed my brand. Um, and so now my focus is completely different. It's mostly on helping small businesses look cohesive online and offline. So that's like your social media graphics, that's your branding, that's your website any type of marketing collateral you have, um, even packaging if you sell products and services. So that's what I do now. Okay, that's what that. So how did you know that you wanted, like what, what, what was the catalyst for the pivot? <sighs> Girl, it, so I think it's a lot, honestly. Um, I, you know how it is when you first start a business. It's, it's hard, right? And naturally I'm an introvert super shy and I realized that wasn't gonna work uh -huh. so I was like, okay you know I gotta go out I gotta network and I do all this stuff and so I did that for four or five years and you know I saved up money I made this plan I was like I'm going to leave my corporate job and do this full time mm -hmm. I left my job and literally like a month later I got pregnant mm -hmm. and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Like, you know, we had the structure for it, but it wasn't a part of my plan at that moment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just took some time off to, you know, enjoy my pregnancy. And I went through a lot of different like life transitions in that one year, which was 2019. Mm -hmm. um, my dad got sick and he passed suddenly. Uh, which was a major hit to me. Mm -hmm. um, in that moment, I knew I just had to really continue to take some time off and get some clarity around everything. Um, so yeah, I, I thought about it and I was like, do I really want to do this anymore? Do I want to hang up my business altogether? 
Mm-hmm. Should not be a responsible adult and go back to the corporate industry now that I have a baby. Right. All of that went through my mind. And so I actually went back at the beginning of 2020, literally like a week before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And then we got sent home and I was like, what the hell? What is this? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, and I was just, you know, ready to have some adult interaction and to jump back in the game. And I don't know, I guess God works in interesting ways because even though I wasn't really out there promoting, um, I still did stuff for friends. Like, they started businesses and whatnot and they needed everything. I still did it. I just didn't promote it. And I had all that extra time sitting up in the house. You know, I was doing work, but it wasn't a lot. Um, And I was transitioning into a new role. So I had a lot of downtime. Mm -hmm. And um, I started putting out there under my Dreamcatcher stationary brand. And it was like, wait a minute, like, you do branding now? You do logos and all that? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I didn't expect it to like take off and pick up, but it did. And so I think that's when I realized, okay, I don't have to stop business altogether, but I can pivot and do something different. And people are not going to look at me like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Um, So that's pretty much how it came about and how it stuck. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, for real, because it's like, as a mom, you're stuck with the conundrum that is like, okay, do I follow my dreams? Do I be a responsible adult or do I solely take care of the baby? You know what I mean? Like, it it seems as though we're kind of conditioned that we only can do one of the things. We can't do all of the things. But then when you realize that your calling is all of the things, you're like, how do I not do? I can't not do this. And I tried. Listen, I tried. Exactly. How do you not do it? Yeah. And it just wasn't. And I think for a long time, I sat there and I'm like, dang, why can't I just be, I'm going to say basic, but why can't I just be happy with this, Mm -hmm. you know, this job, you know, and just make it work. And like, what's wrong with me? You know, I was making good money out, you know, I was climbing, you know, I did well in my job, but it wasn't fulfilling. I'm meant for something else. That's all this is. You was meant to be a creative. That's what that was. <laughs> okay, so that answers like the first two questions. So we don't even have to go on all of them. So of all the projects that you that you have worked on since you've become uh, a branding specialist, because I, I, from what I see, that's what you specialize is brand development, brand identity design. Okay. What's like your favorite type of project or your favorite type of client to work with? Because like looking at your website, it looks like you still work in the wedding industry. Like you tend to work with those types of professionals. So like, is that your niche? <laughs> um. So at first, I thought I was just going to solely target target that group of people, and mm-hmm. I think it you know it it made sense because that's who my audience was mm-hmm. all over social media right so I had made these relationships with a lot of planners and photographers and so forth so I think naturally that's probably how it worked out that way mm-hmm. but then I thought to myself I wanted to kind of expand beyond that because I have a bigger picture like my biggest goal is to get some major deals like I'm talking major deals right yeah and I a whole enterprise like I just don't want to serve the industry but out of everybody that I have worked with of course, I love working with people who trust me and trust my ability to um, be creative and they take my direction. Um, but I think the person that stands out to me the most is like my first client when I re-emerged. Mm-hmm. She was a planner. 
And I think we met a while ago, but we hadn't like really kept in touch. And she reached out. And it was, it was funny because I didn't think that it would go as well as it did. But she ended up booking me for everything. Like, I'm talking from brand identity, like development, color palette, logos, fire, all that kind of stuff. And also social media and her website and her uh, brand collateral. I was like blown away. And the fact that I actually built a relationship with her mm-hmm. over those months. And she trusted me because I feel like at that moment, she probably don't know this, but at that moment, she was like my first client again that real wasn't client. real yeah. client that wasn't like a friend or you know what I mean mm-hmm. and the fact that she took that chance and hell we're all unsure like is it gonna work out am I doing this good mm-hmm. you have this imposter syndrome and all that but she was like really like my target client when I say she trusted me and what I could do and what made sense for her brand mm-hmm. according to her strategy that meant everything um, and so I love working with people like that, creatives like that. Often they're in the service-based business anyway, which is good because I can connect on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to work with some companies that produce like products um, just because, you know, as a stationer, we like to see our stuff. Like the touch it. Yes. The, the actual production of it. When I get business cards back from people, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So I do want to do more of that. I just haven't done a lot of it yet. Gotcha. Now I understand though, because like that's how I am when um when I do product development, like when I'm helping them with their packaging and stuff. I'm like, well, what do you want people to feel when they touch it? And they be like, huh? And I'm like, when you touch it, what do you yeah. want people to think? Do you want them to, like, oh, that's nice? Ooh. Or do you want them to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can get with that? Or do you want it to be like, oh, this is expensive? Just from looking at it, like, what do you want people to think when they touch it? And I'm like, that's important is important the finish is important and oh my god you got you got me going because i'm sitting here like oh my god like foil stamp and letterpress and it just oh my lord it just gets me so excited i'm like oh that's probably why i haven't taken down some of this stuff because it's like it's It's just first love I just, I don't know. It'll always be my love, but I think it would just prepare me for something bigger. But you know what? It it is a good preparation for designing for retail, but also Mm -hmm. for designing for other people because you have the print background. So whereas when they, sorry to say y'all, but when these young new designers, they don't know nothing about margins. They don't know nothing about bleed. They don't know nothing about, they they don't know that because they don't design for print. They design for digital. So then when they get something in print and they send it to you and it's like, what the hell? I gotta reset this like what the hell and they'd be like well what's wrong with it I'd be like uh your words are all the way on the edge of the paper and you have no space between your letters like what the hell is this like I, 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 you can't print this like what so it's, <laughs> oh my god you got me going I love it I love it I love it I love it so what would you say has been your most enjoyable project to date be it wedding stationery or you know, business branding. What has been like your most enjoyable project? So of course, you know, when you get to design with a lot of color, that's good. Um, I did one brand that has, I think she's working on the, um, what do you call it? The packaging board. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for a charcuterie board company. So she does like custom boards, custom boxes, 
So I developed the brand identity and all that stuff. Um, and of course, like the social media graphics and all that. But now we're trying to work on the actual design of the boxes and what's going to work for her. So I'm super excited for that one because, I mean, just, you know, when you see the logo and then when you put it on a mock-up, yeah. it takes it to another level. Exactly. So when I sent it to her, she was like, oh like blown away it's one thing to see it just standing on but seeing it on something it just makes them really visualize what it's gonna look like mm-hmm. so we're not finished yet but we're working on that aspect well, you so gotta share honey you gotta share what you're good at you gotta share who would you say was, was the most important step that you took when you decided that you were going to be like are you, you're full-time Correct. Yeah, recently. So, like, what was like? What would you say was the most important step that you took when you decided to go full time? Um. So, it's hard because some people they they have a challenge with that, right? Because majority of it is like money. You're like, will I be financially stable? Mm-hmm. Am I making enough? Will this work out? Blah blah blah. All this stuff goes through your head, and I think. Most people thought that it would be easier for me this go round because I'd done it before. Mm-hmm. But I think it was probably the scariest because it didn't necessarily like work out the first time around. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I guess I failed at it. But looking back, it's like it wasn't really a failure. It's just I didn't really get the time to actually do it and pursue it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think ultimately just preparation. Like you literally have to put a date to it have to save you know realistically save for it and just make sure you have the right things in place before you do it like I know you can plan 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 forever but have a realistic like view like whether it's two years out three years out whatever Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of go with it because if you keep planning you're probably never gonna do it like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but I think you have to try you have to try. You have to make those relationships before you transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even share your goals with people so they know what you're doing and they'll support you. Um, and I think that's probably like the biggest thing. Um, be careful who you share it with, though, because you don't want to buy it. Yes. You don't want to buy it. Ooh, Lord. But, you know, other, people, other entrepreneurs that have done it or, um, you know, they can be your cheerleader. So I think networking and telling people what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and of course and just coming up with a realistic plan um i know some people just say do it but i'm like listen <laughs> i'm gonna do it i'm, I'm one of them i'm like, like god they're like no no wait wait i'm like look 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 i, I am like a kind of like an overthinker i'm trying to get past that <laughs> but it, it's hard for me and i think now it's more pressure right with a, with a daughter i'm like oh my god i'll make sure she do it and I don't even like sometimes consider the fact that I have a husband. He can help me like act like this man not even here. I just but you know, I have to plan everything. I have to, you know, but that's just me, you know, as a person, like I've always been like it. Right. <laughs> but that that's the the that's I think that's what makes it successful though, is because mm-hmm. now you don't have anything else to depend on. There's no crutch, there's no there's no net at the bottom. There's like, look, you better figure this out. No matter what, mm-hmm. you better figure this out. Like we, we ain't got time to mess up this time. Like we better figure this out, like right now. So what would you say? So so you started full time, like you really started last year, like 2020, like everything became clear in 2020. Yeah. 2020 vision, right? 
everything kind of just ramped up for you since then or things have been you know pretty good or um yeah I would say I would say it ramped up probably around the summertime like I started doing smaller projects in like the spring but I said the summertime I had a lot of people booked and I think at that point I was still trying to figure out like processes and timelines per se so I mean I was booking people out a month maybe two months ahead of time and I was like okay and I think that's when I realized okay I need help like mm-hmm. I cannot <laughs> do this by myself I need to set boundaries I need like stick to them mm-hmm. and that's when I was like okay I gotta I gotta step out because that's when I knew I was growing my capacity to be a mom to work full-time and at that point I was going into the office mm-hmm. and working my business was like slowly dwindling and I wasn't going to be good at everything mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, it's, it's time yeah I think a big part of it is like you, you can't do all the things like you can't like it's, it's impossible yeah, you'll, you'll burn will. you will burn like, you'll be like yeah I can do it and then like two days later you're like no fuck this um, right um, um, yeah, yeah. and I was going through that like I would be Super background. Oh my god, I'm so excited! But then I work it all the time. I'm staying up late, mm-hmm. not really prioritizing myself, my health, all that kind of stuff. And that's when I realized, okay, you need to do something. This is not working for you. What would you do all. to remedy that? Um, so I left my job <laughs> recently. <laughs> so recently, like as of maybe two weeks, probably not even two weeks. So that, but then also I just started like looking for help like I mentioned um literally putting it out there like hey as scary as it is because we treat it like our baby mm-hmm. I, I need people to support me in some capacity whether it's other designers to add to the team mm-hmm. a VA, whatever so I started looking like towards the end of the year around the holidays and then I bought me elliptical I was like I'm, I'm about to get my life back okay I'm about to be healthy. <laughs> just start doing things like that to get it into motion and I would say I've been semi-successful at it, but I've found a way to particularly grow my team, which for me is scary because you have to trust people. Right. But um, that's been like one of the biggest things differently that I've done this time around. Okay, cool. Well, then the question is, hmm, um, what would you, what kind of advice would you have for other women who are trying to come into our industry or coming into our special craft of, you know, not only stationary, but graphic design as a whole? Like, what is some advice you would give them looking at us to be like, you know, how do I get in? Um, probably to... Get around people that you want to be like, you know, whether it's virtually at this point, um, just kind of join that community and see if you can learn from them. Like, don't necessarily hit them up and say, can I pick your brain? But, you know, look at how they do their craft and look at different type of design if you're not really sure, like what area of specialty you want to get into. And I say try different things out to see what you like or what comes naturally to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just practice that. Like, that's the biggest thing. Practice. like whether you have to just download the trial version of the software until you get the money mm-hmm. or go into Canva, that's temporary, temporary, right? And it's a starting place. It's practice, a starting place. Practice, practice, practice. And I mean, for me, I found people that I love their work or um, inspiration, like channels on YouTube or on social media. And I just kind of uh, saved them and I would watch them and, 
even though you would go through this phase of, oh my God, I'm never going to be as good as them. Mm-hmm. You also like have something to aspire to mm-hmm. almost. Um, so find those, whether it's a channel, a person or whatever. And then just do your research and just embrace the journey of learning and growing. Because I guarantee you, if you still practice and you look back at your first project compared to where you are now, I don't even, I would never show my first project. Let me just like I wouldn't show the project that was in my portfolio when I graduated because like I didn't know it then, but my what do you call it? Um department wasn't as great at preparing us for the graphic design world as I would like. So when I got out and I couldn't really find anything, I'm like, what's going on? You know, why why can't I find a job? I've been you know, that was deterring me from, like, being confident in it. So I stopped design altogether for, like, four years straight. Mm-hmm. But then when I started doing it again and practicing, I was able to get 10 times better. Like, you know, just actually doing, like, opening the software and doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a hard time, like, just doing that, like, you know, some people, they don't know how to just randomly, like, design. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people. I can't just pull it from the sky. Right. I need a project. Give me a scope. Yeah, give me an action project. So I would like now, I see they have design challenges and all that kind of stuff you can do to like, you know, do your craft and learn different things. So I say start there, you know, find these design challenges and um, tutorials online and go for it. Cool, 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 cool. I love the fact that you said you went to school for it because I'm so fine. I wouldn't even. But still, that's different. No, 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 no. It matters though. It does matter because there's technical things that you've learned that you learned ahead of time that once you like developed your flavor, it was like, okay, well, those things were automatic. Whereas like me, I was doing all the weird wacky shit until I realized, oh, that's wrong. Oh, we can't do that no more. <laughs> you know? So it's like, we still learned it, but I learned it like probably in five, six years, way too late. <laughs> you weren't yours, you know, when you first started. So I love the fact that you said that you went to, that you went to school because it does matter. And I'm not saying that school is the only way because like I said, I'm self-taught, but I love the fact that you said you went to school because that means that at some point you knew in the beginning that this was something that you were going to do. You knew, like way back then, you knew. Initially, I went for business and then... Like the first semester, I was like, "Oh, this is whack!" Like, <laughs> and I, I don't really even know. Maybe it was some type of um, fair career fair or something I went to, mm-hmm. and I changed my major probably the second semester, and I kept at it. Uh-huh. So I ended up getting a degree. <laughs> you know? So it's like I knew, but I always think like, "Dang, what if I would have known earlier? I could have went to a design school." Like in my right. mind. Here's what it is. Can't go back. Right. But you still you still did it, though. So yeah. the last question that we have before we go to our break is for someone who is looking for your particular service, who's looking for a graphic designer, what is mm-hmm. some advice that you would give them when vetting a professional, when looking for their designer? That's a good question. Like, I get it all the time. <laughs> uh, of course, check their credentials, you know. Um I realized some people may not always have a website in the beginning. And when I was transitioning, my website didn't even reflect what I was doing for like some months. Mm-hmm. But at least make sure they have a portfolio that you can look at, see their work. Um, I also say don't just like book them. 
I say, get on the phone with them, have a conversation, see how they communicate, see how you guys mesh personality wise. Mm-hmm. Um, now I do realize some designers are just like designers; they're not necessarily like sales strategists or salespeople, and they'll do whatever you tell them to do. But I think it depends on exactly what you're looking for. If you're looking for somebody who's going to really give you something to match your strategy behind it, get on the phone with them and make sure y'all even like vibe, right? Mm-hmm. That's huge. Um, and then also like ask them about their process. Like if they have a timeline, if they, you know, have a process in place so you know what to expect mm-hmm. and they know what to expect, right? Because nothing's worse than, you know, giving somebody your money, and then they ghost you and you're like, okay, when am I getting my first draft? <laughs> when am I going to see my final logo? And I've heard so many horror stories behind these. Like, people come yeah. to me and I'm like, they did what? Like, they took your money and you ain't got the website. Like, you what? Ain't heard so, like, what? Yeah. So many horror stories. So, definitely vet these people. Get on the phone with them, have a conversation, vibe with them, and then get their process so you have expectations in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's like, the biggest like takeaways I would say from that. Okay. I, I I agree with it because if you don't vibe, then no matter what happens, it's never gonna work. Like there's always gonna be that tension in the air. It's always gonna be that tension. It's like you're gonna the designer's gonna be like, I hope they like this. Like I really hope they like this. Instead of them like feeling like they know your personality and then they'll be like, oh, <laughs> we did this. I know she gonna like one of these. She's gonna like something over here. Like I know, exactly. you know. So and then you as a customer, you'd be like, eh. I don't think they really understand what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Right? Mm. At all. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally, I feel that. And, like, and communication, communication, communication. I say this, I preach it. I may not follow it all the time because there's a couple people I'm pretty sure upset with me right now, but I try to send an email at least once. I try to send an email at least once every two weeks, at least once every two weeks. But, yeah. I try, even if there ain't no update, I try to say, like, Hey, I still, you on my list y'all. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not ignoring you. I didn't disappear. I didn't fall off the face of the earth. You know, I try to at least do that. You know, if I'm, if I'm not going to hit the deadline, but like, look, I ain't gone nowhere. I just, I, I ain't made it there yet. Like I'm, I'm here, but communication. Yeah. Like communication, communication. Like even if, even if the, even if you're not finished yet, just say I'm still working on it. I ain't forgot about you. Like that. Or right. Whatever. <clears throat> because you know you don't want to tell somebody. Yeah, I got other projects. Like you're not the only person. But at the same time, you, know, you gotta tell them. Like, look, you know, like you don't pay all the bills. You, you take care of a lot of them. Don't worry. But you don't pay all the bills. Oh, like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta take care of other people too. So I mean, you can put me on retainer, and I could be your ramen. Right. Like, like if you just drop a couple thousand every month, we'd be cool. Like I, I could be just for you. But no, okay. <laughs> I'm working. Right. On it. Oh, okay. We're gonna throw that into the atmosphere, y'all. We need retainers. I'm just saying, I know. <laughs> so we're yes. gonna take a quick break. Um, we're gonna take a big quick break, get some mid rolls going on, and then we'll come right back with our fun part, the random questions. All right. This year, fTheGlitter.com is also the home of the ETG Creatives, a directory of professional, vetted, and experienced women of color who are graphic designers, brand designers, web designers, illustrators, publicists, copywriters, and other creative professionals. If you're looking to get listed on a trusted platform, or if you're looking to hire a woman of color creative with a proven track record, then you need to go to www.fTheGlitter.com 
for more information. That is E-F-F-T-H-E-G-L-I-T-T-E-R dot com. All right. So we are back and now we have come to the fun part. Yay! So the fun part is literally just 10 questions, 15 questions. I don't know, but it's however you answer them. You can answer on business. You can answer them personally. You could be your fun. I drink on the weekends, Tiara, or you could be the, no, this is a professional interview, Tiara. However you want to do it. But these questions, the goal is to get to know who you are so that people can spend their money with you. I mean, literally that that's the point is so that people can get to know you because if they don't know you, they don't feel you and then they don't want to hang out with you. And, you know, personally, like, I like, I like, I like to know my people, you know, I, I build the network and I'd be like, Hey, I can, I, can you take this? Like, yeah, sure. Okay. You know, cause I don't, I don't trust everybody with my people. So I'd like to know who you are too. You know what I'm saying? So, that. What is your favorite style of food? I'm a foodie. Ooh, that was red. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I love pizza. That's probably why I have a hard time losing weight. <laughs> but I love pizza. So, I mean, Italian, I guess, in a sense. But I also love um, Mexican food, too. Okay. What kind of Mexican? Like, what dish? Because Mexican food, that's like a whole lot of different things. Like, I mean, I'm pretty basic. I mean, tacos. I love a good taco. I love uh, fajitas. Okay. Like, this my thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's hard because I like so many different things, girl. I like everything. Listen, I'm a foodie. Yeah. Listen, I'm a foodie too. So I understand. I'm like, oh, we're going to a Thai restaurant. Like, oh my God, yes. And they're like, what? You don't even know what to eat. I don't know, but I know it's going to taste good. So let's, let's I go. I the same thing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know they got water. So let's go. Like, I so if you could pick any famous person from the past to spend a day with, who would it be? Any famous person. Doesn't have to be related to what we do. Just any famous person you know what i'll pick somebody who just passed just because she has such a huge impact on our community sicily Tyson. okay cool like, blown away in her her life like oh my god but yeah i'm super excited to dive into her book really i heard mm-hmm. that she wrote a memoir recently yep. i had to yep. check that out i'm gonna check that out so do you travel i do i mean I'm like itching right now because I'm like, what was the last place I went? I went somewhere in Florida, Sarasota, but that was like my baby boom. Mm-hmm. But I want to go somewhere like out the country. Like I will never forget one of my biggest trips was Thailand. <gasps> I had an amazing time. And now when I look back, we risked our lives on that trip. I'm talking, we rode on elephants. <laughs> we went to a snake park. I mean, crazy stuff, uh-huh. right? I have so much fun when I travel. So I can't wait to, I guess my dream trip is Greece. Okay. I want to go so Yo, my, uh, the last big trip that I went on was a cruise. My friends and I, we went on a cruise. It's a long time ago now. I think about it. We need to go somewhere. But we went on a cruise. This was, we graduated from college. And we went on a cruise. We went to St. Thomas was one of the locations. Yep. And the beach was way on the other side of the island from where the boat was. Yeah. <clears throat> 
And so the only way to get there was to take a taxi. And we were like, yeah, we ain't got no money for no taxi to get to the beach, but we gonna go to the beach. So we started walking and we didn't realize how far it was. So we started walking, we going up this hill, going up this hill, going up this hill. And this truck pulls over and was like, yo, what are y'all doing? And we were like, we're trying to go to the beach. And he was like, which beach? Oh, my coworkers here. We was like, what beach? And we were like, we're trying to go to Morningstar Beach. She was like, come on, I'll get y'all a ride. And we were like, okay. We're like, we're like 20, 21. We're like, we could have died, yo. <laughs> we just got in some man's truck. Uh-huh. No, mommy is in the interview. Uh huh. Y'all gotta. Uh huh. That's great. Y'all gotta go. Those are my coworkers, you guys. I, I part of my brand is I'm a mom. <laughs> that's part of my. That's part of my brand. So yeah, here's one of them. Um, but yeah, like well, we wrote. He took us to the beach. Like he he did. He took us to the beach, and it was like four of us. We were crammed into the passenger side of this big old truck, this box truck. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Like, when we were going, we were like, "Yeah, we're going to the beach." And I look at us like we were dumb as hell. Like we could have died. Yeah, we could have been kidnapped. Right. <laughs> in the moment, you was like, "Yeah." Another crazy thing I did was we rode on the back of um, you know how they have the guys on motorcycles and stuff. Uh-huh. And we were trying to quickly get to the restaurant, and it was jam packed with traffic and. My husband, you know, got on the bike with somebody. I got on the bike with somebody. <laughs> yeah. When we got there, I was like, I cannot believe we did that. Like, they were weaving through. Uh-huh. And I was holding on to this little man. But <laughs> like, if I would have known the ride was going to be that crazy, I wouldn't have did it. But we went to the restaurant. Like, yeah, we, we made it, but... Crazy. Crazy. Back to being foodies. Like that, that's how that works. <laughs> when it's time to eat, time to eat. <laughs> when it's time to eat, nothing matters. Don't stop okay. me. Don't, don't stop me. So <laughs> earlier in our conversation, you said that um you realized that you needed help because you weren't prioritizing yourself. So what have you been doing as far as self-care? Like to kind of to pull yourself back into who you are. So I wouldn't say it's my favorite, like working out, but I just started working out again and I realized like my body is not what it used to be because honey, like I used to do boot camps and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now my knees cracking and I'm like, WTF. But I'm starting to get back into it and like make it a part of my day um, to get me going, just like working out. And then also, um, I haven't done it a lot lately. Like, you know, once the pandemic is over, I'll probably do it more. But I ended up getting a membership at like the spa. So I would get massages like monthly. And I can't wait to do that again. Cause it's like that was like just a moment where you get like relaxation and it was quiet. You left the house. You just, you know, you know how it is, especially when you have kids. Um, so now all we get is like we go sit in the car by ourselves. So, you know, it's just like I just need to get back to some of that kind of self-care. But yeah, that's what I used you know, usually do. Gotcha. I agree. Actually, um, my business bestie, shameless plug, timeout massage studios, timeoutstudios.com. You need to holler at her. I, yep, I did it. I threw that in there because she's the best. That's all I'm gonna say. She's the best. So um now I see where my daughter gets that from. Like she'll be talking and she'll be like, so, so. And now I'm doing it. And I'm like, well, that's where I get it from. That's where she get it from. I need to fill that in. Hold on, Ashley. Um, What kind of, well, first of all, do you partake in spirits and libations? I do. You do? Well, what is your cocktail of choice, my dear? I love me a good martini. Okay. 
Um, of course, I like, you know, flavor. I like the fruity stuff, but I like it strong. So that's why I'm martini. Okay. It, straight to it. Um, apple martinis, watermelon, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, also, I don't do a lot of, I would say, drinking like the hard liquor at home. I don't know. I think I'm a social drinker. Like, if I'm at the bar, at dinner, I'll do it. But at home, I'm drinking wine most of the time. Okay. So, I, I, I think I'm in the same boat with it. Yeah, uh, wine. It's relaxing. So I'll do some Riesling. Um, recently, I started drinking like the Stella Rose brand. They have all these flavors. That is so. juice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those basic palate girls, you know. No, I like is juice. I like sweet, crisp, fruity kind of wine. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I'm the same way, but I like Stella Rose. It makes me mad. I, like, I spent $11 on this. Like, I know. I might as well have just got juice. Like this is this is <laughs> this is sparkling grape juice. That's what this is. Like this is sparkling grape. It's not even. It's like eight percent alcohol provided. Like it is not. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. I pay attention. I but I love me so. Um. I guess another brand I really like is Chateau Michelle. I really like that. And I live around like, girl. I don't even know how many wineries. Like we live in the country, so. It's so many um, wineries out here in Loudoun County that I can literally drive down the street 10 minutes and get to a winery. So oh, it's kind wow. of bad. That's but nice. It's, it's good. Like, beautiful views. Um, so I love doing that. And I can't wait till the weather breaks so I can do more of that. Because outside, I don't have to worry about nothing as much. But I'm definitely a wine person. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So what are some ways that you like to pull yourself out of a creative funk? Like when you hit that block and it's like, you know what, I don't even want to do this right now. I'm going to go, I need to do something else just for now until I can come back. Like you'll be working on a project, working on a project, and then you can't, you just can't. And then you come back and it's like, oh, I did it in 10 minutes. That happens, by the way. <laughs> I get so bad. So usually I try to push through, right? For a little while until I'm like, okay. This is bad. Um, but I love watching me some good old ratchet reality TV um, to kind of reset. And the fact that it's not my life, it's like somebody else's life. Uh-huh. So I do that, you know, the real housewives, all that kind of stuff. I watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I get those blocks at night. So usually I just go to sleep, you know, and then wake up refreshed in the morning. But usually it's some reality TV or sleep. Be honest. Okay. Do you have a business bestie? Ah, I have a couple of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a couple of them. I met some really phenomenal women back in 2017 at this conference. It was a stationary conference, actually. And when I saw all the other women of color that did what I did, I was like, oh my God, like blown away. And I kept in touch with like probably like 10 of them from the mm-hmm. conference. So out of 10 of them, I would probably say I talked to three of them like at least twice a week or more. Uh-huh. Um, just randomly. What you working on? You know, what's your goals? Hey, did you hear this podcast? Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Girl, I'm so sick of this client like all the time. Isn't it wonderful uh-huh. to ask somebody you could do that with? Be like, look, look at this. Look at this. I need like, somebody to talk to. Did, did you see this feedback? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> All the time. And I mean, I never thought I was going to have that. Like, I used to think I was on the island, especially when I first started. I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And my family, they weren't any entrepreneurs or anything or any creatives. So I was just like, I'm in it by myself. Right. So. Yeah. And I think having a business that helps with keeping us connected 
you know, in some kind of way with other people because it's not yeah. like you're just stuck what? by yourself. It's, I mean, it's yeah. part of the reason why I started the podcast because I got to talk to somebody. I got to talk to somebody. Lord, I got to talk to somebody. Like, my kids are cool, but as you can see, they require a lot of attention. Okay. And I, <laughs> and I just I can't like I needed adults to talk to. I needed adults to talk to. So yeah. what would you say? Hmm. Let's see. Which question do we want to go? How do you think people perceive you before they really get to know you? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I don't know. So okay. I used to struggle with this. Like I used to think, oh my god, I have to be professional all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because. Being in a corporate industry, like, that is your everyday, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess people probably used to perceive me as, like, I don't want to say stuffy, but, like, super professional at first. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I was, like, dream coach stationary. Mm-hmm. I think now, I perceive more relatable. Um, like, on my stuff still, professionally, but more, um, I guess, down to earth. Because I show myself like this, like regular, I do reels, I show my ratchet music, you know, I play that in the background and all that kind of stuff. But I hope that I'm more relatable now than what I was. And I'm hoping I'm able to mesh the two and it makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Because um, I'm some people. How do like, you perceive me? What was your first impression when you looked at my stuff? I, I, I mean, I saw a wedding. That's what I saw. Like, the first thing I saw, I was like, oh, she does the crisp, clean, pretty stuff. Like, ooh. You know what? I think initially I was still under, or maybe I still had my website as Dreamcatcher Stationery initially. I don't know, because I pulled it up. I pulled it up before our interview because I was, you know, I, I do my little recon work, you know, I got Look at the people oh, I'm talking to. I make sure you know. You yeah, so I had to. And so I looked at it, and so yeah, a lot of it says Dreamcatcher Creative Studios. When I looked at it, I saw like that's very pretty. Hmm, she does a lot of the pretty stuff. You know, like she does. I get like um, who is it? Uh, uh, uh her, she's now Tay Nicole, Tay Noel. Oh, yeah, Tasia. Yeah, Tasia. And so she started full time around the same time that I started my stationary business like she and I kind of started around the same time started following each other around the same time and so your style looks very similar to her style yeah. and so it's yeah. not like you know, the same thing but I was like oh she does weddings like I see that I see the weddings you know like oh okay and so um so I'm looking at it and I'm like oh okay so that was my first perception and I saw that big old glass of wine I was like oh she get down though <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I saw yeah. some of the pictures. I was like, she's so, 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 so pretty. I see the pictures, and I love the orange because orange is my favorite color. It's like, oh yeah, I like it. I like it. Like she and I combine. And I saw the glass one. I was like, when she get down there, like don't miss her. <laughs> come over here crazy. <laughs> you gonna pay that deposit, goddamn? Like, <laughs> it's not fun for y'all. <laughs> Just remember, she gonna pay that deposit. I was like, <laughs> okay. With that. What you can do, Miss Sierra, is tell us where we can find you and connect with you so that we can spend our money with you, ma'am. Oh, money. Yes. Um, I'm all over um, Instagram. You know, Dreamcatcher Creative Studio is my um, link or whatever you call it, my handle. Um, I'm also on Facebook a lot. Dreamcatcher Creative is the handle. Um, I'm on YouTube, but I mean, not really. Like, I need to post more. But um, that's one of my goals of this year. So 
find me on Instagram, find me on uh, Facebook. You can email me at info at dreamcatchercreativestudio.com or go to the website, dreamcatchercreativestudio.com. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming. I enjoyed our conversation. I feel like I feel like I made a new connection. It's like, oh my God, a new bitch. Hey. I am you all the time. Like, hey girl. You know what? Though being in those groups does it though. Being in those groups, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in there. And it's like, I don't really know you, but I know you now. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I don't know. But then it's like, you know, you build your army. You know, like, you know how you build your army, like you have your 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 Hush, boy. You have your Ooh. Facebook best friends. And yep. so, like, when I see you in the groups and I see you in the comments, and we're like, ah, she's part of the crew. She's part of the crew. Stupid, <laughs> helpful, honestly. Like, some stuff I'd be like, oh my God, but other stuff that's super helpful. Just giving feedback. And when you have that block, they'll hurry up and, hey, here's a resource, whatever. So, I love that. But thank you so much for coming. I'm not touched. I'm not touched. Oh yes, oh yes. Like I see you, but now I'm be talking to you. Like I, I, we don't, we don't keep in touch now. We don't keep in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of the F the Glitter podcast. I'm your host Ashley of A Louise Creative, where we shine the spotlight on women of color in the industry of graphic design, brand design, marketing strategy, and brand strategy. A special thanks to my guests for joining us today. And we'll be here next week for our next episode of F the Glitter. You can find us on your favorite podcast broadcast station, iTunes, Spotify, Google Cast, and others. We look forward to seeing you next week.